Welcome everybody to how to use dispensary data to drive new sales. Stay ahead of the competition and scale your marketing strategy. Today we'll be talking about what you need to do to track and how the best ways to use your new data to determine what your customers are looking for and how to use data-driven insights to reach more customers quickly. My name is Guillermo Bravo. I'm the CEO and founder of Foot Traffic. My passion is spearheading strategies to drive advertising campaigns in the cannabis space for both brands and dispensaries. And here at Foot Traffic, Foot Traffic we've helped 400 dispensaries with their advertising, helping them increase their revenue and reach more customers. Jocelyn? What's happening, everyone? Um, awesome to be here. I'm Jocelyn. I'm dialing in from um, beautiful Oakland right now. Um, I've been a part of the cannabis industry for three years with headset the entire time, having the time of my life. Um, I'm our director of industry relations here. And really what that means is, you know, I'm working across North America. I'm working with retailers and brands, and I'm really helping educate people on the different uses of data, what we're building at Headset. Um, and then, then in my personal life, um, I'm watching my partner build a concentrate company in California that he's been working on for six years. And so I'm just pretty entrenched in the community. I'm happy to be sharing everything that I've been learning from Headset's end, um, and also so in my past background, prior to cannabis, um, I came from the ad tech world. So a lot of what we're talking about today is stuff that I was working on with app developers at the start of the, the whole app evolution. And so I'm happy to kind of share some of those learnings and things we can incorporate in our cannabis world um, just to be a little bit more efficient with our advertising spend. So happy to be here. Thank you for joining us, Jocelyn. Appreciate it. All right, well, let's kick it off. So running a dispensary means you're often juggling numerous responsibilities and priorities. While you wanna create a welcoming environment and nurture current customer relationships, you also wanna expand your customer base and acquire new customers. To maintain a healthy operation, dispensaries must manage both, uh, both of these things simultaneously. Most businesses are good at handling the first task, but the second one tends to be more of a challenge. Can you give us some insight into the customer acquisition process and why data matters? Yeah, absolutely. Okay, so I'm gonna keep this uh, very simple. It looks like we've got, um, you know, 50, uh, 11 attendees on. So I'm not sure what kind of everyone's background is and area of expertise. I'm assuming there's a lot of inventory or marketing managers on this call. I'm gonna keep things kind of as, as simple as possible. Um, so really when we're thinking about customer acquisition and, and why does this matter? I mean, listen, at the end of the day, customers are vital to your business, right? And when you're thinking about customer acquisition and you're thinking about growing your revenue, there's really only two ways that you can do this. You can either get more customers in your store or you can get them to buy more things. Like these are the only two real tactics, right? To increasing our revenue. 
And retail marketing right now in cannabis, this is a huge challenge, right? This is, we're not yet like more traditional industries where we have endless options for us that traditional CPG or retail um, companies are going to have, right? We're limited in our advertising campaigns and options there. We're limited, we have growing technologies. So all of this is going to make it a lot harder for you just right out of the gate. Um, but because of these difficulties, this is why it's really critical to avoid wasting energy by sending ineffective marketing campaigns to your customers that really aren't going to be paying attention or are going to opt out of future messaging. So what, what we want to think about is instead of kind of doing this like blind mass marketing, we really want to think about how are we going to build smarter, more targeted campaigns um, and what we can do that by is by tracking our customers' purchasing patterns. And we can then group them into different segments that are really going to allow you to understand how often those different groups are purchasing, um, what they like to purchase, how many times they're coming into your store. There's a bevy of different data points and technologies that we're going to get into in further questions that are really going to help you understand kind of how to do the segmentation. Um, but essentially, the, the main thing that you should be taking away here about, you know, why is this customer acquisition process so important? It's essentially just making sure that you're being efficient with your dollars. Everyone in the cannabis industry is working on very small margins. So this is even more reason that we have to think critically about where that money is going. Okay, so um, we included the slide. Because, so I mentioned like this is a complex and kind of growing um, area for us in cannabis. And so this is just a quick snapshot. Um, I'm sure a lot of you are already using a lot of these technologies. But if we just think about our industry, right, we've been emerging over the last, like, I'll just say six years. I'm, I'm based in California. I'm seeing, a, I live in Bay Area. So I'm seeing a lot of the technology evolve here. So as a retailer, you need a bevy of different technologies, right? You've got to have a point of sale system, maybe an ERP solution, an accounting software, a live menu software, a marketplace software like LeafLink, the tech stack, which we refer to in, you know, more traditional ad tech industry. This has been evolving within the cannabis industry over the last several years as we're seeing, you know, more investment come in, more people from different industries come in and kind of help evolve the space. So this is all getting really complicated and we're starting to see this development of a full tech stack. And so now the challenge for retailers, it's, it's just so interesting to watch this evolution over the last three years, because over the last year in particular, now, because there are so many different data solutions out there, it can be really easy for there to kind of be a data paralysis. It's like, you're collecting all this data and it's like, okay, well, what do I do with this? How do I make sense with of all of this data? And so now in the industry, we're at a point where we need to start creating unified solutions that are pulling in all of these da different data sets and helping you make sense of it, which ultimately is coming back to a couple different things. You need to understand your data for inventory management so you can be efficient there. And then you need all these different data sources to be able to understand who your customer is so that you can send them that more effective um, messaging. So ultimately, this these solutions are really going to help you do that. And I just felt, thought this was an important slide to see how many different tech solutions there are available today to really help you answer these questions. Wonderful. And that certainly makes a lot of sense. There's a lot of information out there, and it's, it's not always easy to integrate this into an actionable format. So especially when creating marketing campaigns to reach new customers. 
Mm-hmm. You know, what, ki- what yes, kind of sir. data should be, should dispensaries be paying attention to on a weekly or, or a monthly basis? Okay, so I'm going to obviously give this from um, headsets perspective, which just so everyone mm-hmm. is aware of what we do, um, because I think this is obviously very important. So you understand my perspective of where I'm coming from when I'm saying what kind of you know data should you be looking at weekly or daily. So at Headset, what we're doing is we're providing a piece of software that a retailer uses that it plugs into your point of sale system, ingests all of that data, and it's turning it into more actionable reports and visualizations that as a retailer, you can use essentially for inventory management and understanding your customer. If you think back, you know, when I mentioned that like six years ago, as we started to see more technology kind of evolve, um, uh, uh, the, the point of sale systems all have reporting, right? So oftentimes we'll see an inventory management report that's going to tell you how much product should you reorder? And this is the, an example of type of data you should be looking at on a weekly or monthly basis. So as a retailer, you don't want your inventory sitting in the back stock, right? This is, we're, we're all very limited in our capital. So the last thing we want to do is have capital in your back room. So we want to make sure that your inventory is moving. You need to know how much product should you order based off of current demand. Um, And then you also want to know, you know, what product or what, what inventory is just stale and it's really not doing anything for you. It's not moving off your shelves and you want to get that moving. So when we're thinking about what data we want to be looking at on a regular basis, it's first going to be that inventory data. So you really want to be looking at how much product should you be ordering so that, again, it's not sitting in your back stock room. Um, The other thing that we really want to be looking at is our customer data, especially if you're going to be running any advertising campaigns. So you really want to be thinking about, you know, who are my customers? Where are they finding me from? How many are coming from Leafly versus Weed Maps, et cetera? How many trips are they making to my store? What do they like to purchase? All of that type of data, we have a bevy of different solutions in the industry now that are available for you to help you track and understand that data. So we want to be looking at that on a consistent basis so that, again, ultimately, the goal here is to make sure that all of that inventory is moving and that you have happy customers that are enjoying those particular products and that you're making sure your shelves are stocked with those products. Um, So to summarize, really simple Inventory data, That's this is something that you're going to want to look at on a more consistent basis. When we're talking about your customer data, that's all going to be dependent on how often you're running any type of marketing campaign, a vendor day. There's a lot that you can be tracking through your vendor days and how they're performing. Um, across all markets, we're seeing, you know, this is a very tough industry to be a part of where we've had a lot of challenges over the last year. And so keeping an eye on your brands that you're, you know, having solid partnerships with and making sure that you're regularly getting that product ordered from those brands, we want to make sure that we're paying attention to that data too. So what brands are performing well for you? That's, I'm going to bucket into the inventory piece. Wonderful. And, and to, you know, talk about that further, it's, you know, how can dispensaries maximize this data to get them the most return uh, from any of their advertising campaigns? And I'll talk about this a little bit more. Uh, so I want to take this a step further. You know, I think the natural question uh, is asked here, and we know that CRMs are, are very powerful tools for gathering dem- 
uh, demographic information. Uh, many dispensaries stop short when doing their data analysis there. They check demographics, top selling brands, and you know, maybe top product category purchases. And that's pretty much it. If you wanna build a solid marketing strategy, you also need to look at consumer reports for your region to gain further insight into how, you know, how to build out targeted marketing campaigns to re-engage a customer base that may be in decline or even expand your customer targeting to include a demographic that is interested in a specific product category. So, you know, how can dispensaries maximize this data to get the most return uh, on their advertising campaigns? You know, for one, your data can help you create better customer avatars or personas. So once you have your target audience fleshed out and can visualize who it is you want to reach, then you can use that information to tailor your campaigns. Let's say that your data shows the majority of your customers are millennials who tend to buy flour and vapes and occasionally purchase some edibles. You know, knowing this information, you can identify uh, the advertising channel that is most likely to reach the, that demographic. In this instance, let's say uh, the MediaGel programmatic advertising network is the best way to get your ads in front of your millennials. And once you have, you know, once you selected your advertising channel, you can start uh, building out new campaigns by choosing imagery uh, that will attract your target audience, creating copy uh, that makes them stop scrolling and to take notice in your ad and setting up ad parameters that make it more likely uh, that your target audience will see your ads. So basically, you know, by using the data to tailor your campaigns, you're gaining, um, you're going to increase your chances of reaching the right people and get a better response. And, uh, you know, understanding who your customers are and what they're into will ultimately help you understand how to reach them better and what type of deals will get them excited to, to buy from you. So this is all, you know, important, important in, uh, you know, getting the best return on investment. Yeah. And, and I would just add to that, um, Guillermo, like, again, going back to the inventory piece and, and the yep. reason I'm like really focusing on this inventory piece is because listen, most of the, the, the feedback that I hear from retailers, it's really making sure that you're hitting margins. Right. And one of the challenges that mm -hmm. we have as an industry is that this is just so new for everyone. We're seeing new consumers come into the market every day, right? Like we're seeing moms start to consume in different ways. We're seeing shifts with how millennials are starting to consume with older demographics, you know, preferring flour. We're seeing all of this shift in real time because this is just changing so quickly in our industry. And so when I'm mentioning the, the you know, the inventory piece and, and making sure that we're hitting margins, what we can also think about when we're doing advertising campaigns is if you have a you know, set of products that are about to expire that are selling well, you can use, you can run advertising campaigns for that inventory. So let's say you've got um, a box of patches, you know, and um, some, you know, transdermal patches or that you have a tincture that is just, people don't quite understand that product. It's not selling super well in your store. Well, you can check that invent those inventory levels in your point of sale system through a platform like Headset and you see like, okay, this tincture not moving well, it's gonna be expiring in 30 days, I better get this moving. 
the next thing you want to think about is, okay, who likes to buy tinctures? All right. We know women like to buy tinctures. Um, we know, you know, millennial women like to buy tinctures and they're using it for more health and wellness reasons. Okay. So let's take this knowledge. Let's reflect that in our creative units. And then let's go get that product in our back stock moving. And let's on top of this advertising, let's also offer a discount. This all seems very basic. And when I'm saying this, I'm like, gosh, this is, it, it just seems so basic. I'm, I'm fear. I'm not telling everyone anything they don't already know. But the challenge is, is that because we have so many disparate data sources giving us this information and oftentimes just a lack of time and resources to really think strategically, when we spend time focusing on this and really looking into the details here, it's going to ultimately save you that it's going to save you money, right? Because ultimately you're going to get that product moving, which is really the goal here. I see a lot of retailers that unfortunately the product will go out of stock and then they're just losing or out of um, expiration. And then that product, they're, they're, they can't make money on it. So um, really just not thinking about advertising as a form of just kind of communicating with your customer, but also really taking advantage of the opportunities to advertise on products you need to get moving because that isn't selling well in your store it's sitting in your back room no that's those are wonderful points and you know to add on to that and just thinking of that specific example that you use in tinctures uh another another um campaign that we have ran in the past is you know with tinctures let's say the demographic is millennial women we're going to pair that or bundle it with uh you know uh, a vape pen or another product that that same demographic is using and just say like, Hey, you know, for, for 710, you know, you're going to get this concentrate. You're going to get this, uh, this other product and we're going to throw in a, a discounted tincture so that you can get that inventory, you know, out of, <laughs> out of the store and get that into the customer's hand. So, you know, just being really creative with this is, you know, what's the best way to engage your existing customers and provide value and, you know, whether it's, um, you know, an in-store vendor day, really educating customers, uh, getting, uh, getting blog posts out there to really explain, you know, the tincture products and really just providing resources so that they can make a better decision to, to buy product. It's all, it's all part of, um, you know, being a better dispensary and just adding value. So. Yeah, exactly. And if I could just add on one more thing here, it's th this isn't as hard to do as you would think, because again, the technology to help you track this and give you the answers, it's already there. I mean, this is the point of what Headset is, is doing with our retail software, right? We literally have reports that you can go in and you can see, okay, this demographic group likes to purchase tinctures, but we also see that this particular group has a high propensity of purchasing pre-rolls along with those tinctures. So what we then know is, okay, well, when we're offering this discount or when we're wanting to do a bundled offer, we now already know what that demographic group likes to purchase along with that particular product. All of these insights are, are available to us as an industry right now. It's really about just getting yourself comfortable with using data and technology. And a lot of this is just so new for us as an industry that that's why what I hope that you, that everyone gets from this is more so like these are basic tactics that we're talking about, but you're really going to need to spend time understanding the technologies, understanding the reports that are going to help you pull this data and make sense of all of it. 
And again, just to stress, like the technologies are here. There's a bevy of companies that are listed in that slide prior um, that are essentially providing these types of insights that you can then take to foot traffic and say, hey, here's what we're seeing. We're seeing this customer demographic group is visiting our store X number of times. They like to purchase pre-rolls. They also like to purchase edibles. These are the brands they like to purchase. All of this is available to us now. It's very exciting to watch all of this evolve in our industry. And now it's just about taking the time to educate ourselves on, on how to take in this information and make sense of it. Exactly. And you know, take that information and digest it and then put it into action. And that's uh, you know, what we'll cover here is you know, how can you, can you give us some examples of data uh, that are most helpful for dispensaries when building out, you know, retargeting campaigns to customers who've already know about their brand or have visited their website. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Okay. So in general, with retargeting campaigns, you're wanting to understand as much as possible about your specific customers and their purchasing habits, right? Because you're going to go retarget to those customers. Yep. Um, so let's think about retargeting to our most valuable customers for a moment because this is something that's really impactful. This is most new for us in, as an industry and retailers that I'm talking to. Um, and so when we're thinking about who our most valuable customers are, there's a methodology that traditional retailers use, and this is called an RFM segmentation. And what this is, this is a multifaceted model um, that's really helping you group your customers into different segments based on a scoring criteria. And what RFM means, it's about recency, frequency, and monetary value. So recency, what this is doing is this is a measure of looking and scoring your customers about how long it has been since that customer last made a trip to your store. All right. So we want to understand, okay, um, I'm going to give Willie Nelson as, as an example. This is the customer we're going to follow through in, in this example. So we say, hey, we see in the data, Willie Nelson made, made a purchase six days ago. This is an example of recency. Now, the next methodology within this RFM model is about frequency. And what frequency is saying is this is a measure of how often that customer comes into purchase. So for example, Willie Nelson, we can see in the data, he purchases every 15 days on average, and that's over a 365 day period. Okay, so we wanna know his frequency. Then the next part of this model is about monetary value. So we wanna know, you know, how much is that particular customer spending over a given period of time. So for example, Willie Nelson, he spent $565 over the previous 365 days. So when we're blending these three measures together and we're giving a score to each customer, we can then create a matrix and we can group customers into these different segments. Um, and these different segments are then gonna be used for your marketing campaigns that are gonna be tailored to their behaviors. So once we've identified these different groups, um, this is where the, the real fun happens. And this is where I see some dispensaries really use this data and they're passing it on to companies like Springbig, you know, doing all the text messaging. Um, and what they're doing is they're then saying, all right, I'm gonna send you a list of phone numbers and these are my customers that are my loyalists. These are my customers that are coming in to visit my store 15 times over the last you know, 365 day period. They're spending a lot of money. These are the customers that number one, I wanna send them more targeted and relevant messages. So I'm seeing some dispensaries do some pretty cool things um, like 
pulling that list of, cause you, you'll see the names, you're gonna see the phone numbers. So you're gonna pull this list of loyalists and I'm seeing some dispensaries, they have like a concierge where they have people just calling down that list and they're saying, hey, you're one of our top 10 most highest spending customers in the store. We are so appreciative of you. We'd love to have you come down and we're gonna give you a private tour of the store. Um, we've got some exclusive products that are gonna be launching um, and we wanna give you first access to those. We want you to meet the team. We're gonna give you a discount, but they're doing this handholding where it's a really personalized experience. Um, and this is working really well because what they're seeing is that the average basket size, how much that customer is spending continues to increase. And it's also just creating more loyalty. So that customer isn't going to another retail store down the street. So this is just an easy example and um, a methodology that as a retailer, there's, we really want to study methodologies from traditional retail industries. And so I'm, I wanted to use this as an example um, of one methodology we should be thinking about in cannabis. Right. And who doesn't like to be a VIP, right? And be treated like one. And, you know, if you're spending that much money with a dispensary, you, you want that handhold and you want that, you want that white glove service. Uh, it's the same way that they do it in traditional retail retailers, uh, you know, in clothing and, and other other sectors as well. So love it. Uh, you know, what other data should retailers be looking at? Okay, so outside of really understanding your own store data, the other thing, and I'm just going to reiterate, is understanding what's happening at a market level. So understand what's happening in your state or your province as a whole, and then even understanding regionalized trends. So again, I live in the Bay Area. So what I see in San Francisco versus Oakland versus going down south to San Diego versus Los Angeles versus Coachella Valley, these are very different buying trends, right? And so as a whole, what we want to do is we want to understand what's happening in the market. So we want to understand basic things like, okay, in California, I'm going to stick with California as an example. You know, we know about 40% of our sales are going to flour, combined loose flour with, with pre-rolls. Um, we also see that vape sales are making up about a quarter of our sales. And we see that um, a large demographic group that likes to purchase vape cartridges is Gen Z and young, younger demographics. Well, we can use all of this market data and we can then reflect that in what products we purchase. So you're making sure that you're having the right product assortment at your store. And then when we get into the regionalized nuances, this is where you start to see, especially in a market like California, that is just so vast and you start to see different product producers that are producing more regionalized products. I see this a lot in San Diego, for example. Um, there's a lot of pride to having product that's grown in your backyard. You then want to understand, well, who are those brands? Um, and so what we can do is we can use market data, which there's a bevy of free resources for you guys. Like truly there is a lot of free data out there. Um, at Headset, we regularly publish industry reports that are looking at different customer trends that are looking at the markets as a whole in terms of a product assortment. ArcView regularly does webinars in which they're talking about the same thing and they're having speakers come on from varied industries um, and sharing their perspective. New Frontier Data has a bunch of great resources for webinars and reports as well. Um, so my point is that 
there's a, a bevy of market data out there for you to understand what's happening in your state as a whole. And then you should really be using that data to influence your product assortment, so your inventory strategy. And again, like this stuff is changing in real time because we all know the supply chain in this industry, it's different by each market. There's different challenges with the supply chain within each market. So sometimes we'll see particular product shortages, which isn't necessarily a reflection of consumer trends. It could just be a symptom of the supply chain and that product being available. And so this is why we want to have a really well-rounded perspective of what's happening in the market by using different data sets to kind of piece together a story and understand how much of this is shifting consumer preferences, how much of this is product being available within the supply chain, how much of this is just what's happening in my direct store and what's happening in, in my community, and really using all of these different insights and data sets to help you with the marketing campaigns and with your inventory management. Yeah, there's so much data available uh, and it's really, you know, your job as a retailer to, to digest that and, and make some, uh, some decisions on, yeah, what products am I missing, as you suggested, you know, what de demographics need to, to you know, that, that we really need to focus on to ensure that we have products to, to address all our audiences and, and really take care of those uh, loyal customers, right? It's the 20% the that are bringing in a, a large percent of your revenue and uh, give them the best customer experience. Exactly. And if I could just, I know we're a little bit over time, but this is such an important piece that I'm finding that a lot of retailers are unaware of. So um, at Headset, we did this analysis and we were looking at how much, what percentage of the inventory that you have in your store has been stale, meaning it's had zero sales over a 90 day period. And what we found in California um, was that at the average retailer, and we did this analysis just a couple of weeks ago, at the average retailer, 18% of their SKUs had zero sales over a 90-day period. And then the other piece of this is when you touched on the 80-20 rule and you said, you know, 20, generally 20% 20 of your sales are going to be, or, you know, 80% of your sales are coming from 20% of your products. Um, this is another methodology that we want to think about um, or a principle, I should say, in cannabis. And this principle, the 80-20 rule, I don't know how many of you are familiar with this. This is something we talk a lot about at Headset. This is something a lot of traditional retail and CPG industries talk about. Um, but the 80-20 rule, this came from um, an Italian economist um, named Vilfredo Pareto. And he had this idea that in Italy, that 80% of the wealth in Italy was owned by 20% of people. And so he had studied this, he's an economist, a philosopher, sociologist, he studied this, and then many other you know, economists picked up this principle and started studying this. And what we found is that just in general, and this is just a life rule, um, this comes down to this theory of, it is true if you think about just in your daily life, you know, 20% of your actions are gonna make up 80% of a result. Generally, 20% of your salespeople at your store are gonna make up 80% of your revenue. In general, 20% of the products that you carry are gonna make up 80% of your revenue. So when we know that this principle is generally true for us as a society, 
that's where we can take that and we can start thinking about it as it pertains to our inventory. And a lot of times what I see is that retailers aren't aware of the inventory that isn't moving off of their shelves and they aren't aware that, wow, okay, this 20% of my product SKUs are really going to be driving my business here. I should probably stop spending so much time managing so many different SKUs. I mean, this is a very challenging job for an inventory manager um, mm -hmm. in cannabis retail. It's like in another analysis that we did was in Washington, the amount of SKUs on a shelf in Washington is comparative to the amount of SKUs that a Trader Joe's has in a year. This is an incredible amount of SKUs to manage. So everything that we're talking about here is really about being efficient with your time and your dollars by understanding what products are moving and what ones aren't. And when we apply these principles that have been existing in other industries, like the Pareto principle, also known as the 80-20 rule, like RFM segmentation, these are theories that we want to start becoming very comfortable with and really using these mindsets as we're thinking about our advertising campaigns or inventory strategy. I know that's a lot and, and <laughs> I'm happy to put some um, links in the chat box. I just think these are very fascinating resources to, to be familiar with if you're in a marketing role. I agree hundred uh, percent. And you know, this is all incredible customer data that you can use, you know, to compare your in-store data to your target market data. And it's, it's also crucial for, you know, high return marketing campaigns. And we've talked a lot about, uh, you know, nurturing customers, uh, during this webinar, but you know, we also need to capture new customers. Uh, so with any of your advertising, you have to ask yourself these questions all the time before, during, and after launching a new campaign. You know, are we reaching the audience we want? If not, who are we reaching? Is the intended audience responding the way we want? Uh, and is there a similar audience that we can use the target audience to find? Uh, and let's talk about the top marketing strategies for tapping into a new audience. You know, first up, you want to set up brand awareness campaigns uh, via Google ads or display ads, uh, AKA programmatic advertising. So target your messaging and graphics to reflect the, the opinions, the likes, the values, behaviors, attitudes, and activities of the new target market uh, based on your data. And yes, you, you know, you have to, you have your research cut out for you, uh, but it's gets easier over time as you, you know, keep up, keep your finger on the pulse of the industry and your target market in particular, and your ad copy imagery and the deal should all be in line with your, the research that you've made uh, for optimum, optimal results. And once you've launched your ads and started receiving information regarding, you know, what's working, what's not you can fine tune them and run A-B tests to increase their effectiveness. Uh, so switch up your ad copy, imagery, and deals to determine which combination works best for your target audience and continue to measure you know, how well your ads are performing until you have the winner. Uh, so finally, you wanna build up your audience pool and start remarketing campaigns. So these campaigns are extremely valuable because you'll, you're reaching people who are already interested in your products. And, uh, you know, remarketing campaigns is, is aimed at reaching people who already have interacted with your brand. Uh, so it's more likely that they'll convert and make a purchase. And what this means for you is, you know, you'll have a higher return on ad spend for these ads. Uh, so make sure, you know, to run these if you can. 
You can, like I said, you can leverage both Google ads and the media gel programmatic ads to run remarketing campaigns uh, to people who have visited your website in the past. So there's a lot to do to capture new customers. You just want to make sure that you're, you're right in front of them uh, when they're looking for product. <clears throat> All right. And you talked a little bit about the headset industry reports. You know, how often do you share these with, uh, with the uh, public, Jocelyn? So we're doing a broad industry report, which our analytics team will explore a particular facet of the industry. We produce those on a quarterly basis. So we've got one coming out on the vape market. Um, the vape market sales have been rebounding there since the vape crisis, you know, last summer, or mm -hmm. year and a half ago at this point. Um, so that will be our next one up, but we're regularly producing um, tidbits that we call them. So it's just quick snapshots of some interesting fact in the industry. Um, like we just did some analysis on what happened with sales over 4th of July weekend and how are people, you know, what products were sold really well during that weekend. A lot of this is, is about demand planning. So when we have seasonality trends in the industry, we then want to stack our shelves accordingly to those trends. And because this is so new for us as an industry, um, and because it's really hard to base any decisions on kind of what happened last year, because it was such a, there were so many different things that happened last year that the data is not really reflective of what a normal year would look like. So for example, like a lot of, we had fires that affected a lot of cultivators. So we saw some product shortages in some markets. Um, we had riots in, in a, a lot of West Coast markets where product was, you know, removed from the shelves. We saw that then, um, you know, gets reflected in all the data that we're seeing at Headset um, because we're analyzing all that point of sale data in real time at Headset and then we're reporting on these trends in real time. So when we see things like, you know, the riots and product being stolen from shelves, we can't really base numbers off of that. When we have the fires and we see, you know, cultivation numbers affected, we can't base numbers off that. The pandemic, we saw changes um, or trends shift throughout the pandemic. So it's really hard to make um, decisions when we've had really unstable, a really unstable year in cannabis. Um, but I say all this because we're regularly sharing what we're learning. So if you go to our website, there's our resources tab, there's market data in there, there's tidbits, which are very quick snapshots of what's happening in the market. And then we've got a bunch of industry reports that will go into things like that RFM segmentation model I went over. We go into detail on that and really give some visualizations of how you can use data to pull these insights. Um, so a lot of interesting, interesting things on there. Wonderful, wonderful. And uh, I know that we do have some special deals for, for everyone that attended the webinar today. If you wanna kick it off first, Jocelyn. Yeah, I mean, we're, we'll happily give 20% off our retailer premium software. We didn't really get to go into it here. I, I kind of wanted to keep this broad. I wasn't sure who the attendees would be here, um, but happy to, you know, you can email, um, you just go on our website and you can request a demo and you can um, mention this webinar and they'll give, our team will give you 20% off. Um, but these tools are really meant for marketers as well as inventory managers. So if you want to learn more about kind of these analytics and kind of what's possible within um, a platform then hit our team up and we're happy to go through this with you. Thank you, Jocelyn. And we'd like to also extend an offer to, to anyone who attended the webinar uh, we're offering a free website with a six-month marketing plan. 
Uh, so if you just reach out to us at foottraffic.me slash contact, mention this webinar and we'll be, you know, be gladly uh, to offer you uh, the free website. And uh, I know we're a little short on time, but we'd like to, you know, kind of allow for any questions. If you don't, uh, if you'd like to ask a question, just click on the Q&A function there at the bottom of your Zoom and we'll be happy to answer that. If there's anything you'd like to add, Jocelyn, feel free um, while we wait for some questions here. Um, no, you know, my, my hope from this is that, um, you know, I know this is pretty broad. There's just so much to cover here. And so, I don't know, I guess my hope for everyone is that um, if you're interested in really understanding your analytics at a deeper level, um, the technology and the data is here for you. Um, and, you know, just kind of spend some time really educating yourself on, on what's possible because a lot of the retailers that I see that are taking advantage of this, like it truly is saving them time and money. Um, but there's definitely an output and making sure that you have someone, a dedicated staff member internally to really be using this every day. The data is only good if you can read it, if you make sense of it, if you can apply it. And quite frankly, because there is so much that a retailer has to deal with in their day, a lot of times I'm just seeing that the, the energy isn't necessarily being put to learn this, you know, new thing for us all. Um, but I see that the retailers that do, it's making a difference in their business. And so um, I just hope that I can, you know, inspire people to, to, to make the time really. Um, I see yeah. a question from Morris. Um, are there any free resources from foot traffic or headset with typical target personas for various can of products? Um, yes, yeah, from, so from headsets and, the, the way that we think about this, um, this is what our, our retailer premium software does. It identifies your customers. So who are the people coming into your store? So it's taking in all of that customer data if you're using a CRM solution and it's bucketing that. So you can see different reports that'll say, hey, this group of customers, um, these are your people, you know, 25 to 35, we're seeing that they come in this number of times. These are the products they like to purchase. Um, and it gives you the exact product SKUs. So you can really see for your own store kind of what's happening. Um, if, if the question is more around just general market trends, I'm gonna pop a link in here of an analysis that we did fairly recently um, on different demographic group trends. It's data that's gonna be from a wide variety of states. So it's not gonna be regionalized data. I don't know where you're based, Morris. Um, but it will at least give you some general idea of how trends are shifting within demographic groups. Um, and then you can kind of use that information to, um, you know, reflect that in your marketing. Yeah, Morris, we don't have any public data on our side, uh, but we do have a lot of information on the different markets, um, kind of on, a, on an anonymized level. So if you want to just reach out to us on, you know, foottraffic.co slash contact, we'll more than happy to, to kind of share some of that our key findings with you and and talk a little bit more about your goals so well that's pretty much it for today jocelyn thank you for joining us appreciate all the insights that you provided and and value for for our attendees and you know be sure to to check us out and follow headset uh, at headset.io and i believe you're on instagram facebook linkedin pretty much everywhere so 
uh, feel free to post uh, those links, Jocelyn, in the in the Zoom chat, and and oh. uh, for all the attendees, be sure to follow us. Yeah, reach out if we can help with anything. Um, love talking about these trends and data. So, um, yeah, awesome. This is fun. Thanks, Guillermo, Courtney. This is awesome. Thank you for all your support. Um, appreciate it. Appreciate it, team. Thank you, Jocelyn.